20 minutes, however it plays, Django lifted his headset. Either you'll be a legend or air pollution. He stretched his arms over his head and arched his back away from the seat. I could smell his sweat. Hey, lighten up, eyes. You're a big girl now. Shouldn't you be taking notes or something? The camera sees all. I tapped the left temple of the microcam and then forced a grin that hurt my face. Besides, it's not bloody likely I'll forget this ride. I wasn't about to let Django play with me. He was too hypered on fast forwards to be scared. My father had been the same way. He ate them like popcorn when he was working and called me his big girl. It had been poor Yellow Baby who had introduced me to Django. I covered the babe when he pulled the peniplex job. He was a real all-nighter, handsome as plastic can make a man, and an artiste in bed. Handsome, past tense. The last time I had seen him, he was floating near the ceiling of a decompressed cargo bay, an 80-kilo hunk of flash-frozen boy toy. I missed him already. I copy basal control, Yellow Baby's calm voice crackled across the forward flight deck. We're doing Mach 9.9 at 57,000 meters. Looking good for a touch at 14.22. We had come out of reentry blackout. The approach program that Yellow Baby had written, complete with voice interaction module, was in contact now with Basel Mulhouse, our purported destination. As long as everything went according to plan, the program would get us where we wanted to go. If anything went wrong, well, the babe was supposed to improvise if anything went wrong. Let's blow out of here. Django heaved himself out of the seat and swung down the ladder to the equipment bay. I followed. We pulled EV suits from the lockers and struggled into them. I could feel the deck tilting as the wing began a series of long, lazy S-curves to slow our descent. Django unfastened his suit's weighty backpack and quickly shucked the rest of the excess baggage, calm and life support systems, various umbilicals. He was whistling again. Would you shut the hell up? I tossed the still camera from my suit onto the pile. You know, like Fats Waller. There was a chemical edge to his giggle. I've got a feeling I'm falling. Great tune. And then he began to sing. His voice sounded like gears being stripped. Yellow Baby's program was reassuring Basel, even as we banked gracefully toward the Jura Mountains. I copy basal control, the dead man's voice drawled. Mouth on the main guidance computer? I've got backup. My L over D is nominal. You just keep the tourists off the runway and I'll see you in ten minutes. I shut down the microcam. No sense wasting batteries and disk space shooting the inside of an EV suit, and picked up the pressure helmet. Think I'm falling for you, eyes. Django blew me a kiss. Don't forget to duck. He made a quacking sound and flapped his arms like wings. I put the helmet on and closed the seals. It was a relief not to have to listen to him rave. We had disabled the comm units to keep the mind killers from tracking us. He handed me one of the slim airfoil packs we had smuggled onto and off of Orbital 7. I stuck my arms through the harness and fastened the front straps. I could still hear Yellow Baby's muffled voice talking to the Swiss controllers. Negative, Basel Control. 
I don't need escort. Initiating terminal guidance procedures. At that moment, I felt the nose dip sharply. The wing was diving straight for the summit of Mount Tendre. Elevation, 1,679 meters. I crouched behind Django in the airlock, tucked my head to my chest, and tongued the armor toggle in the helmet. The thermofiber EV suit stiffened, and suddenly I was a shock-resistant statue, unable to move. I began to count backward from 1,000. It was better than listening to my heart, Jackhammer. 999, 998, 900 and... I remember the way Yellow Baby had smiled as he unbuttoned my shirt that night before we had shuttled up to seven. He was sitting on a bunk in his underwear. I had still not decided to cover the raid. He was still trying to convince me.